begin a new journey, a new, uh, a new journey because life is, is very delicate, life is very uh, fragile, and, and life is, is the greatest gift that, that we have, is just to be alive, Mayis Oinein. Adam Chai, thank you so much, Itzi. Adam Chai. How can we complain? Just the fact that we're alive, let alone the fact that we're able to grow, we're able to think, and we're able to want to grow, we're able to want to change, because that's the purpose of being on this planet. The purpose of being on this planet, and I made a bracha before, the purpose. Thank you, Itzi. The purpose of being on this planet is to grow and to change and to, and to really get to know oneself. The Yetzirah <coughs> wants to keep us away from knowing ourselves. Yetzirah wants us to focus on everybody else. Yetzirah wants us to think about other people and um, not think about other people as far as doing good things for other people, but to just think about what this person thinks, what that person thinks, and um, and it, it could it could steal away from from the from a person's purpose. As I've said, as I've said last year, I think we said the purpose, or two years ago, the purpose of the world, the purpose of the world is to distract a per, a person from his purpose in the world. That's the reason that, that we're here on this world, is to figure out what it is that we're meant to do, who we're meant to be, to realize our just like our face is, is different from any other face, so too, so too our structure, our inner structure of who we are is different. Every person has a mission. Every person is put down in this world for a certain amount of time. Every person is put in this world for something very, very elevated and something very special. Even though it doesn't have to be special in the eyes of other people, but it's something that it could be very subtle, very deep. Right? Sometimes a person is put in, in challenges and a person has nisyonos as we're dealing with Avram Avinu in the parasha, is that it says that so just like Avram Avinu had ten nisyonos, so too every person has ten nisyonos. I mean, we have more, but there are more bigger nisyonos that a person has to go through in life. And and the the as the Nisil Sharm says, one of the reasons we're put on this world is to be omed banisayin. One of the reasons we're put on this world is that we have challenges and we have difficulties, and we want to be able to make it through the Nisayan. Many times, right, I was speaking to someone yesterday, many times one of the biggest problems with Nisayanus is we don't accept the fact that this is my Nisayan. We fight the challenge that we have, so we're not able to even deal with what we have because we're so busy fighting the fact that I don't want to accept that this is my, the thing that I need to work on. We sort of reject in, internally, I'm talking about internally, we'll reject uh, the fact that this is my Nisayan. 
We're not able to, it's not so much even accepting it. We're not able, we're, we, we fight it. Forget about, forget about accepting. Accepting is the other extreme, right? One, one side is, is I totally accept that this is my Nisayon. And now that I accept that this is my Nisayon, that this is my challenge, now I'm going to work through my challenge. That's, that's the only way you can work through a challenge is once you accept it. What happens is a lot of the times you just will sit and fight and fight and fight and say, I don't want this to be my challenge. I don't want this to be my challenge. When a person stops fighting his challenge, I'm not even saying you accept it. When a person stops fighting that this is my challenge, that this is my Nisayon, that's when you're able to begin to actually process, you're able to begin to live in the world of whatever Nisayon that a person has. But the hardest thing for a person to do sometimes is to stop fighting, to stop fighting uh, whatever Nisayon um, he's going through, whatever it might be. And a person could do that for years. A person could fight the same fight. And, I, and I've said, as I've said many times, when a person fights reality, when you fight what is happening, when you fight the truth, when you fight reality, you lose, you only lose 100% of the time. Right? You lose every time when you fight what is. You can't fight what is. When you fight what is, you lose 100% of the time. So with that, we start um, Chavetz Chaim. We start Chavetz Chaim because Chavetz Chaim um, teaches us to, to focus on ourselves. The Chavetz Chaim teaches us that whatever someone else is, is doing is not my business. Right? It's something that to judge, to learn, to judge the kaskos. What happens is when you learn to judge people favorably, what happens is it's hard to judge fav- people favorably. It's very hard. But when you learn to, for- to, I don't know if the right words, force yourself, but if you train yourself, that's better. A person trains himself to judge people fairly, which happens all the time, by the way. It's not like you're like, okay, now I become a person who judges people favorably. It's you train yourself that you'll be in a situation, and here comes a situation. It's seemingly that the person did this against me, or it's seemingly that the person did this to me, or it's seemingly that the person's doing that, or it's seemingly that the person's doing that. And you learn to really make up a story and to say, okay, it must have been this. It must have been this. It must have been that. What, what happens when, you, when, when a person begins to do that, and he doesn't judge negatively, so then it, forced, it, it trains a person to learn then to deal with what's really going in inside of himself. Otherwise, what a person does is he just takes out his insecurities or he takes out whatever it might be, and he says, oh, it's the person, it's the other person, it's the other person, it's the other person, and he never really learns to deal with whatever it is that's going on inside of him. He keeps on blaming the, the other person for, that's your name? Oh wow, thank you so much. Uh, is that clear? I just want to, because uh, I say it like it's, uh, it makes sense. I just want to make I mean, sure it makes sense. At what point does that become like a delusion? Like you're making up a whole story that someone else is doing something else at one point. Right. You can say that maybe he is doing something wrong. Right, right. Good. And yeah, it could be a negative, God telling you it's a negative right. within yourself, but it doesn't mean he's not doing the same negative as well. Right. At one point, you're just making up a whole story. Right. So it could be you are making up a story. It could be Nachi's asking at what point does it become delusional that you're making up a story. It could be you are making up a story. 
and it's okay to make up the story. The, the question is, is that, is that how, it, how it affects you? How it affects you? My, what's my relationship with the story, with the person, whatever it is? Again, what do I gain when I, when I say whatever it is that's negative? What do I gain? What I gain is that I'm able to let out whatever I have inside of myself. That's what I gain. So if I make up a delusional quote-unquote story, or if I make up a story, what that, what that forces me to do is it forces me to deal with me. It forces me to deal with the fact that the guy hurt me. Or first forces me to, to deal with the fact that I don't like those groups of people. Or it forces me to deal with things. Yeah, you could deal with that while knowing that they're doing that wrong thing. Like you could see that they're doing something wrong. Be like, oh, I see that they have this problem. God's telling me I have to work on this within myself. But doesn't mean you have to create a whole entire mind so that they're not actually doing that. And it's only within yourself. It could just be within both of you. Right. So, so I'm saying, let's say it is within both of you. Yeah. I'm saying the, the, the point well, is. The change is yourself. Right. That, that, that's the point. At the end of the day, at the end of the day it doesn't matter. But, but I can't do anything about him. I can't do anything about him. What we see in someone else, like what Rabbi Steve said yesterday, the story is you're looking in the mirror. You're, looking, you're literally looking in the mirror. You're looking in the mirror. And it's very difficult because we have, a person is very, is very um, weak. Uh, we're weak. We're weak-minded. We're weak-hearted. Especially a person has a lot of hurt. When a person has a lot of hurt, so he has a lot of triggers because if someone says something to him, and he, he's, he feels the insult very strong. And then what happens is he, he doesn't deal with it. He never deals with it. And that's what happens, especially when a person's younger. A person's younger and he never, never really ever dealt with hurt. And he never dealt with the pain that he has inside of him. So what happens is, is that it just, it just um, I, I don't know if I said this muscle here. Um, I think I thought of this muscle um, maybe being as manim, right? I said that um, what happens if a person gets a splinter, right? A guy goes ahead and he gets a, uh, a little um, splinter in his finger, okay? And he doesn't, what, what, what do you want to do as soon as you get a splinter? You want to take it out right away. What happens if he doesn't take it out right away? I'm, I'm a good uh, splinter taker outer for my kids. I've always been the, the splinter taker outer in my family. Now, what do you got to do? You got to do it right away. Why? Because it hurts. And if you don't do it right away, let's say you wait a day or two or three with the splinter. So what happens? It gets infected. And it starts getting very red around it. It gets very hard around it. And it's almost impossible to take it out. Why? Because it's so painful when you just do what? When you just touch it. If you just touch the, the finger that has the splinter, you just touch it. You're like, ow, that kills. And if you wait even longer, your whole hand will get, will get infected. And then you touch your hand and you're done. So what do you gotta do? You gotta take it out right away. You gotta immediately take it out right away and then it's easier to deal with it, okay? That, that was uh, my uh, muscle. What's the nimshal? So that's something physical. What about something emotional? Let's say someone's hurt by someone. Let's say someone hurts you. Let's say someone, you see something that bothers you, someone hurts someone, and you don't deal with it. And right, right away, what do you do? You go to, uh, you play Angry Birds instead. Or you go and you play, you, you, you use your phone, this is what most happened to, to kids back in the day, is that they took their hurt, or their splinter, their emotional splinter, and they didn't 
deal with it. So what happens? It, it gets infected. It sits and it, and it sits and sits. And then when someone goes ahead and just looks at you the wrong way, ah! like, whoa, what happened to that guy? What happened? Because the shot is that when you don't deal with something right away, when you don't deal with something and you let it fester and you let it sit inside of you, that's why you can have a 20-year-old guy, you can have a 25-year-old guy who's, who's a mess. You can have someone who's 40 years old and he's a mess. Why? Because he has all of these splinters inside of him. He never dealt with it. So this happens and he's angry at this. And then his wife says something, he's angry at her. His kids say something, he's angry at the whole world. He's, he's, he's upset. He's got this time, he's got why, what is it? Because he's got all of this hurt inside of him. That's why Mitzorah, it's so unbelievable that Mitzorah, which is, the, which is what happens to the Baal Lashon Hara, he becomes a Mitzorah, it's Motsi Ra. Because what happens? He has Ra inside of him. And the only way for me to deal with it is when I talk about other people and I talk about other things and I'm not able to deal with it myself. When a person learns, so most people, what do they do? They hold it in. They just hold it in. They hold it in. They hold it in. And what that does is, is it festers and festers and festers and festers. And who do they say all the problems to? To somebody who can't help them. They don't talk to somebody who can help them. They don't go over to the person who hurt them and say, you know, I want you to know you hurt me. Or they don't speak to someone who can help them heal. What do they do? They keep it inside. It kills them. It destroys them inside. And then they talk about everything else surrounding that, you know, Lashon Hara, talking about other things that, that will never get to the spot. Okay. Question, comments, and we'll learn some Hilchas Lashon Hara. Unbelievable. Right? Do we not want to enjoy life? Everybody wants to enjoy life. Everybody wants to get the most out of life. Hashem gave us the gift of life. Yes, Revil. Might be a little bit off topic. I'm not sure if it's a question or a comment. Okay. Um, you always mention that if a person doesn't face reality, right. Always right. Where do you draw the line between? Facing reality, right, and not fooling yourself that you have to be tough on your interview will be okay. Which I find that many times I, I might fool myself with this, where I might get comment. I, I think I, I fool myself and I tell you, I'll be tough on everything, I'll be okay. And I don't right. face the issue. Right, beautiful. So, first of all, unbelievable. First of all, unbelievable. First of all, here's a, a, a grown man with a, a family who's a Talmud Chacham, and he's saying he's challenging his own bitachon. He's challenging that maybe his bitachon is, is a little bit on the more superficial, has superficiality to it. So, the, so, the, so one of the answers that they say is that, is that 100%. In, in Mesil Shisharim, in Mesil Shisharim, he says, um, is that bitachon is the third thing that, that, that you do. Bitachon in, in, um, in Kniya Sachasidis. That's the last thing, right? The first thing is, is that, um, is that, libo Your intentions are clear, and the second thing is, is that you're, you're misakin, you're ma'ayin, you're, you're, you're doing what you're doing right now. Is you're, you're challenging yourself, you're challenging yourself, and yishtada letaknam to make sure you're congruent with your heart, and what you're doing is, is in, in. 
congruency with your heart. So yeah. So first, first you have to deal you with can't. First you have to deal with reality. 100%. You first have to say, right, what Raphil is saying is a guy says, he's hurt by someone, he says, oh, oh, it's, it's supposed, it's meant to be that way. I'm hurt by someone, right? The splinters, right? I say this many times to people, right? What happens? You bang your knee, right? This is what I say to people. You bang your knee and you're like, ow, that kills, ow, that kills. Now, right, I try and do this. I try and do this. It's from Hashem. It's from Hashem. I bang my knee. It's from Hashem. I, I was supposed to bang my knee, right? Right? The Gemara says you don't even, you don't bang your, you stub your toe on this world if they didn't tell you you're going to stub your toe um, up in the, in the heavens. Everything happens, right? Now, 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 here's the question I ask. Does your knee still hurt? Of course your knee still hurts. It still hurts. But, but I don't say, oh, it's not allowed to hurt. I don't say, oh, because I have bitachon Hashem, now it doesn't hurt. It still hurts. But I have a muna and I have bitachon and I know that it's supposed to hurt. So I think sometimes facing reality, like Rav Hill is saying, that facing reality means, yes, I have problems with X, Y, and Z. This thing is hard for me. It bothers me. I don't like this. I don't I have emuna, I have bitachon, that, that is supposed, this is what I'm supposed to be dealing with. What happens a lot of times is people say, oh, it's all going to shine, it's all going to shine, but deep down, they don't, they don't connect to that. Yeah? Is there a difference between Rufi's working on oneself or whatever and God's what, what do you mean? For a person, I'm you, worldly matters. You say the same thing, Face reality 100%. Yeah, why not? Make sure that you're facing reality. And right, of course. Or only when it comes to emotional things. Well, everything. What do you mean, Rufus? A guy has to say, I'm not on this madriga. What can I do? I'm not on this madriga. I'm not holding where I think I'm holding. It hurts me that I'm not holding where I'm holding. I wish I was on a higher level. I wish I didn't have these tithes. I wish I didn't have this laziness. But I do. But I do. And I have a muna that this is what Hashem wants me to work on. And, I, and it hurts me that I'm not where I want to be. Ruch no, no, I mean, oh. I mean, like, in worldly matters. What do you mean? Facing reality, I don't know. Whatever it might be, going to the doctor. So, what, 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 I'm not sure. You say a person should really face reality, know what his issue is, why he has to go to the doctor, he, he might have something to deal with. Right. right? And only then have be tough on and really have to be tough on Or when it comes to worldly matters, we say, Right, so there. Okay, that already, that's already. Right, so that's a little bit getting into a whole other topic. Right, by Yosef, it says, it says that uh, you know he was punished for for the two years. So they say that that was kafi his madriga. You have to know what your madriga, right? If you if you say, oh, I have a muna that I'm gonna that I'm gonna have, uh, right? I raise money. I raise money for the yeshiva all the time. I'm always raising money. So sometimes I'm like, oh, Rabbanu Help me out, help me out. So, so uh, sometimes. I, I'm always asking Hashem. Okay, sometimes I'm able more to let go. It depends on how much money I'm able to let go for. Can I say, Rav you're going you're gonna to bail me out for a million dollars? You're going to bail me out for $500,000? You're going to bail me out for $100,000? You're going to bail me out for $10,000? You stop what I'm saying? So I know what my... I like to increase my credit line. And I could say, bail me out for a million dollars. Bail me out for that. But, but, but you have, there is a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. When it comes to emotional things, you should yeah. always... Everything. I think everything you have to know where you're at. Oh, you're saying, Masha'enki and emotional, 
could be more to it. Yeah, yeah, okay, I gotta process what you're saying, but I think, yeah. I think so, I gotta process what you're saying, but I think so. Hey, beautiful. Go ahead, yeah. So in Ruchlius, it could be you have to know more where your, what your level is. Yeah, Moshe, yeah. How does the analogy question. There's nothing you can do about a knee, but if somebody triggers you, there's something you can do about it. Exactly. Well, 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 first you have to acknowledge, first you have to say it hurts. It hurts. I'm, I'm hurt. But how? Let's say somebody's I'm overly hurt. sensitive. Everything is going to There's nothing called overly sensitive. There's no concept called overly sensitive. Higher, more sensitive than the average person. There's no sense, more, there's no, there's no, people are whatever they are in their sensitivity. You're talking about you or you're talking about the other person? No, I, I don't mean on a pra- I don't I don't mean practically. I'm saying you're talking about if I'm over, if I feel that I'm oversensitive, never. You can never you never want to say that about yourself. It's not a good point. So what you, what's your question? The analogy, you can say it's from Hashem, but that's fine because it's not it's in the it's out of your control. Somebody says something disgusting to you. Right. Yeah. No. I'm saying, but I'm hurt. It's for sure from Hashem, but I'm saying, but I'm hurt. The person hurt me. I'm hurt. Even if it's from Hashem, I'm still hurt. Even if I'm oversensitive, like you're saying, quote unquote, I'm oversensitive, I'm still hurt. When I bang my knee, the, mu- the reason I like the muscle of banging the knee is because even though, of course, I agree that banging my knee is from Hashem, but no one will deny the fact when I say the words it's from Hashem, now my knee doesn't hurt. Of course it hurts. Of course my knee hurts me. So, so if someone hurts... In interpersonal relationship. It's the same thing. You can go over to the person who hurt you and feel better. Yeah, or, right. It doesn't always help to go over to the person who hurt you. It could be that person who hurt you is not home emotionally and there's nothing to tell the person. And the person doesn't care. It could be the person's dead, the person who hurt you. It could be the person who hurt you doesn't want to talk to you. So what are you going to do? There's nothing to do. So you, you have, just never go over and just deal with yourself. You have to deal. You have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. It's pain. But when a per, my point is that you have to deal with it. We don't deal with it. We say, "Oh, it's from Hashem." That's what Rafael was asking. It's from Hashem. So now I'm not in pain. Well, what does one have to do with the other? It's from Hashem, and I'm in pain. Just like if I bang my knee, it's from Hashem, but my knee is throbbing. It's from Hashem, but I have my heart is throbbing. My heart is in a lot of pain. And what happens is when a person just says, oh, it's from Hashem, it's from Hashem, it's from Hashem, it's not a lack of amuna to say I'm hurt. It's a lack of amuna to say, okay, uh, it's, it's the person who hurt me. A person can't hurt you. It's all Hashem is hurting you. Hashem is hurting you through that person. It's a lack of amuna to say not Correct. Correct. It's not so much amuna. That's a lack of reality. Correct. Lack of reality is to say I'm not hurt. Right? Same thing. To say I'm not hurt. I'm okay. Everyone says, oh, I'm okay. You're not okay. It's all good. It's not all good. What are you talking about? It's all good. You're terrible. You're, you're, you're angry at the person. A person can have anger for 20 years on a person, 30 years. A, person, a person's whole life, you could have a grudge on a person and really be hurt by someone and never deal with it. Never deal with it and say, oh, it's all men of Shemayim. It's all the Rebbe wants that, which is true. It could be it's true. But I'm saying, but you're not dealing with it. You're not, dealing, you're not, you're not being honest with yourself. Okay, let's learn a halacha. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, it's good to talk about these things because these are things that, that, uh, that we deal with on a daily basis. And these are things that, that will help a person become more tuned in to himself and more honest with oneself. And it starts with not judging negatively. It starts with learning how to love yourself more, how to think more, 
to train yourself to have more positive thoughts, to train yourself to look at the world in a more beautiful, beautiful, in a better way, which is really looking at yourself in that way, looking at yourself that I have hope, looking at yourself to say I can make changes, looking at yourself to say that I want to be someone different, I want to be someone who is, who is able to love more, I want to be someone who is able to have patience with myself, not to be angry with myself, because those are all the same thing. When you're angry at somebody else, and you're angry at the world, you're angry at your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your Rebbe, your this, your childhood, your community, whatever it is that you're angry at is all external. It's all a reflection of something internal that you're upset at and that you're, you're in, in a conflict with. So when a person learns to deal with, with what's really going on, if there's no enemy without, within, the enemy without can do us no harm. If you have no enemy within, then, then the enemy outside can, cannot, cannot hurt a person. Okay, let's begin. Causing financial harm on page 19. Uh, day, day 19, page 58. Um, call, talking negatively about... Now, this is very hard. We spoke about this a lot of times. We speak about this. We spoke about this the other day. About talking negatively about a product, a service... Especially in Israel. In America, it's a little bit not as hard because you're dealing with uh, uh, Goyim and you're not dealing with Jews. In Israel, where everyone's Jewish, all your, more or less all your vendors are Jewish. So when you're saying something negative about a product, or you're saying something negative about a company, so then you're affecting the company a Jew. It doesn't pay to go to that store. The service is terrible. Right? You can't say, oh... Uh, there's a store in Kiryat Sefer, uh, there's a store in Yerushalayim, there's a pizza shop in Yerushalayim, there's a this in Yerushalayim, oh, it's terrible. Pure, pure, pure Lashon Hara. That company's food was not good. The clothing from that store uh, are too expensive. Right? A store is overpriced. Right? We spoke about this. Right? Pure, pure, pure Lashon Hara. To talk negatively about a resort a hotel, a bungalow colony, or a camp may affect the owner's source of livelihood and can cause him shame, right? The grounds of that camp are so run down. The bungalows in my brother's colony are also, um, right, not, not uh, he says the word shabby, they're shabby. The above statements seem harmless, yet they are actually pure, usur, Min HaTorah, it's totally usher to say that. You're not allowed to say that. They fall under the category of Lashon because they can cause another Jew financial harm and shame. Besides for Lashon Hara, um, you cause a Jew to be forced to go out of business. It sounds a bit exaggerated, but in truth we know that words travel very quickly and can cause untold damage. Question, comments, because I know this is something uh, that is... Uh, a chiddush to a lot of people. So bottom line is you can't say about a product, you can't say about any of these things that, uh, that, it's, that, it does, that it's not good. You can't, you can't complain about these things. Okay, question, comments? Please, yes. Right. 
Right. Right. Right. So, so first of all, right, great question, Aaron. And I, I knew somebody would ask this because that's the, that's the, that's the classic question that people ask. But, but I care so much about my friend. I don't want him to lose, you know, the, uh, you know, the ten dollars or the twenty dollars or the thirty dollars uh, of going to the store or whatever it is. So um, if, if there are ways around, first of all, the question is a setup of, of uh, it's called Avak Lashon Hara. It's almost like he's putting you in a, in a situation. Now, it's also how you say it. Should I go to this pizza shop or that pizza shop? Oh, that stinks. Go to that one, Lashon Hara. Or you could say, you know what? They're both great. They're both delicious. I personally, That's right. right? I personally, what? That's right. Okay. First of all, it's not lying because it, it is true. You delicious. You can't for say some delicious. people, for somebody else, it could be your taste. It could be one time you went there and you were served it. That's where Lush and Hara becomes a problem. You, you had one experience there and you, and you don't like it. So you said, you know, maybe it was that slice that was served. It doesn't mean that the pizza, it's also your